Hi everyone, this is Justin Vaughn with Miramed Global Services. Our article today is In Search of an Elusive Normalcy. Enduring months of shutdowns, letdowns, and economic slowdowns has had its cumulative effect on the national psyche. If that weren't enough, many communities are currently experiencing widespread tumult in the wake of the tragic killing of George Floyd. The nation's nerves are frayed as it deals with dueling crises, and for many, fear and uncertainty abound. People are ready for a return to normalcy, to a time before masks and layoffs and quarantines. They want to go back to those days of relative peace and prosperity when places of learning and entertainment and worship were fully open and when friends could meet and embrace without fear of social shaming. This section is entitled, A New Normal. When, however, will we be able to go back to normal? That's the great question that most of us have. Then there are those who ask, will things ever get back to normal? Will it ever be the way it was? This line of questioning is the result of statements from certain experts and opinion makers to the effect that the coronavirus will permanently change the way we live. Certain protocols and social norms and government rules from the COVID era may in fact remain in place, we're told. As an example of the continuance of certain COVID healthcare waivers, Kellyanne Conway, senior counselor to the president, said that President Trump would like telehealth access to continue, quote, long after the virus is completely vanquished, end quote. Seema Verma, CMS administrator, seemed to echo that sentiment when she stated that the president, quote, has made it clear that he wants to explore extending telehealth benefits more widely, end quote. She went on to say that the agency is in the process of rulemaking, and she expected some provisions that had been extended during the pandemic temporarily to become permanent. This section is entitled, A Tentative Return. Despite the lingering effects of COVID, a majority of states are in the midst of phased-in or full-blown reopening. This means that many hospitals across the country are at least attempting to ramp back up to normal pre-COVID case levels, including elective surgeries. Nevertheless, the reported U.S. death rate due to coronavirus continues to climb above 100,000, making some patients think twice about getting that hip or shoulder addressed for the present. Consulting firm Healthcare Dive has provided an indication of what hospitals can expect going forward in this regard based on the findings of separate surveys undertaken in the last several days. First, according to a Deloitte consulting firm survey, Executives at health systems and ambulatory surgery centers, on average, predict it will take about three months for elective procedure volumes to return to pre-COVID pandemic levels, with estimates ranging from two months to six months. Second, 
volumes last month fell to about 16% of typical numbers, but nearly 90% of survey respondents said they have started measures to mitigate the main concerns about resuming non-emergency services. The biggest worry among providers is the possibility of an outbreak or second wave, followed by low patient demand and inadequate supplies. Third, a separate patient survey from consultancy firm BCG found that about 80% of respondents expected to reschedule delayed care within six months and about half of them planning to get the care within three months. Fourth, Deloitte found about 36% of clinicians are currently measuring consumer sentiment. And fifth, the Kaiser Family Foundation found that nearly all patients that it polled planned to eventually pursue services they had initially put off, but only about a third intended to do so within the next three months. According to the New York Times, the U.S. is adding about 21,000 new COVID-19 cases daily, which is down from more than 30,000 daily cases during the pandemic's peak in April. As the nation slowly reopens, some cities are seeing dozens of new cases a day, while others report hundreds. Becker's Hospital Review has provided the following regional snapshot of COVID cases as of June 2nd. In the West, California reported a high of 3,700 new COVID cases on May 30, though daily COVID fatalities appear to be trending downward. COVID infection rates in Washington's King County, that's where Seattle is, have remained too high for the county to enter the second phase of Governor Jay Inslee's reopening plan, unlike most other counties in the state. Meanwhile, in Oregon, no new deaths were reported on May 31. In the Southwest, no new COVID-related deaths were reported May 31 in Nevada's Clark County, where Las Vegas resides. COVID cases and hospitalizations recently spiked, however, in Arizona, with officials reporting 790 new cases on May 30. This is the state's highest daily total since the pandemic began. Texas reported 1,950 new cases on May 31, breaking its former record of 1,855 new cases on May 28. As to the Northeast, the number of new cases in New York steadily declined in May. New Jersey and Connecticut have also both reported sharp decreases in new cases. Massachusetts has also sustained a downward trajectory in cases, with Boston now reporting dozens of new cases a day instead of hundreds. And then in the Southeast, as of May 29, COVID cases were rising in Arkansas, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Mississippi. Arkansas reported fewer than 100 cases daily in the first week of May. However, these figures spiked to 230 cases on May 28 and May 29. COVID cases are also increasing in South Carolina. The state confirmed more than 300 new cases daily between May 29 and 31 representing the largest single-day increases since the virus began. And finally, the Midwest. Wisconsin recorded the largest one-day increase in new cases, almost 600, and deaths, 22, 
on May 27. Chicago saw one of the deadliest days it has seen in recent weeks on May 27, with Cook County, Illinois, reporting more than 100 COVID deaths and 700 cases in a single day. Michigan reported 135 new cases and 25 deaths on June 1, marking the first daily increase below 200 cases since March 18. Other states, like Iowa and Kansas, reported a slight decline in cases in May. This section is entitled The Outlook. Hospitals in most areas are opening up for elective surgeries to varying degrees, but the jury is still out on what the next few months will bring. There is no clear consensus on the part of health officials or the patients themselves as to when hospitals will be able to get back to, quote, business as usual, end quote. Normalcy at this point is still elusive. Hospitals may need to consider taking measures to A, continue many of their COVID-era safety measures, and B, reassure the public that these safety measures are in place for those who wish to schedule their surgeries. There is no guarantee concerning the advent or extent of any, quote, second wave, end quote, of the coronavirus. While hospitals must plan for such a contingency, they must also provide care in the present for those who have already put off certain procedures. It will be up to each facility to determine the extent to which they can safely and sufficiently provide elective surgical care to patients in need of such services. We at Merrimad are here to assist you during this transition period. Please reach out to us at info at to see what we can do for you. Thank you.